Henshin Inspection presents Going Ultra! This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. Find all my work at mjmunoz.com. Welcome to Going Ultra. Visit mjmunoz.com slash gu for notes and links, and don't forget to subscribe. Like, share, and comment to help me grow. So, I'm talking about Ultraman Z, Episode 2. You gotta chant that Ultra's name in order to get into the power. So... Anyway, uh, I really like this episode. It's funny, the, the pacing seemed really fast, which is a good thing. Uh, it seemed fairly simple, but the, the plot overall, but also super cool. Or, or am I forced to say ultra cool and try to sound like Z? I, I don't think so. I think that'd be ultra lame of me to do all the ultra time. So I won't be doing that. Anyway, so the uh, the thing with this episode, it was very straightforward. There's an invisible monster, Nioranga, or isn't that the name of an anime? Naranga, maybe is its name? I don't know. But it, it's a thing, it burrows, it goes invisible, um, it eats electricity, there's this big power plant that's coming online pretty soon. It's a semi-perpetual energy power plant, which, uh, you know, kids, if you want semi perpetual uh, energy you got to look into nuclear especially because it's so darn clean especially with uh, the uh, modern containment systems it's used in France and Germany a lot to uh, to great avail for them and as far as I know there's been no serious nuclear uh, waste damage uh, the plants are built way differently than Chernobyl or Fukushima Daiichi and, and other such plants but anyway that's a little tangent for you a little real-world uh, stuff in your Ultraman talk here but anyway um, there's a great first fight between Sevenger and, uh, excuse me, <laughs> and uh, the kaiju, the electric kaiju, the electric invisible kaiju, and uh, Sevenger loses. It's Haruki in uh, Sevenger at the time. He's piloting, and he's unable to make it work. There's a, a nice moment where he tries to uh, turn into Ultraman Z, but he's unable to, and later on he uh, communes with Z, and he learns the reason why is because... He's not at a high enough level as far as his intensity or intent, I should say. And that uh, stops him, it prevents him from being able to access the power of Ultraman Z. So I thought that was interesting. And uh, in that scene, he asks Z to reintroduce himself. And we learn that Z is 5,000 years old, which is funny, especially because we, because uh, he seems so young and then Haruki is trying to be all respectful to him. And he's like, no, no, stop, you're being cringy. Knock it off. And uh, that was a, a fun moment. And, you know, with the ages of Ultras relative, is 5,000, is that like a 15-year-old, a 20-year-old? I don't know. Do they live to be uh, 20,000 years, 80,000 years? I don't know. But, uh, you know, because I'm so new to the, all this stuff. But it's funny. And I'm, I'm liking the, uh, the situational humor coming up based on uh, who these characters are and the differences between them. And that's my favorite kind of humor when it comes from the characters. Speaking of humor coming from the characters, we learn that Yoko is not only a strong woman, She's a strong woman who's into older men, which in Japan, or at least in this show, is referred to colloquially or culturally as a gerbil. So there's this old guy who's like uh, one of the engineers, or uh, or he's in charge of the maintenance of the machines, I'm not sure, of Sevenger specifically, it seems. And uh, he reports to her something, and she hops over all excited to see him uh, after just turning down this guy, uh, this younger guy, for a date. And it looked like he was about her age, not necessarily younger than her, but uh, anyway, that was a lot of fun. Um, 
And then it gets funnier because at the end of the episode, she's kind of smitten by uh, Z for having saved her. And, you know, she gets to learn from Haruki that he's 5,000 years old. And she's she's extra into that. So <laughs> that was pretty funny. And speaking of which, like, that kind of humor and, like, the butt-grabbing, um, the, the senpai, I can't remember his name, grabbed uh, Haruki by the butt to, like, get him to bow and to make him cry a little bit. Uh, like, that's all, like, within the acceptable range. Like, uh, I feel like this is a very family-friendly show. And then... Uh, I gotta say that I think they're doing an interesting job with, uh, with just how they're presenting the level of humor and the level of sophistication. There's, like, interesting, like, there's, like, broad appeal in this. There's a lot of, uh, well, so, I don't want to go down this road. I love the Evangelion-esque, I'll just leave it at this. I love the Evangelion-esque mecha show, uh, type thing that's going on with Sevenger and with Storage. That's super cool. I really dig that. That's one of my favorite things in all uh, of science fiction type shows. Uh, just for a, an aside, there's this great show uh, created or produced whatever by Leiji Matsumoto based off of his works called Galaxy Railways 999, I think it's, or is it just Galaxy Railways? It's just Galaxy Railways. Anyway, in that, they have this uh, space train uh, called Big One or Great One, I think is what it is in the uh, the Japanese, but it doesn't matter. Um, Every time it goes out, every time they sortie to do a rescue, because they're a defense force on the, the space railways, um, they do a bunch of cool stuff with like, the temperature is rising, the core is ready, you know, all systems checked, we're in the green, safety, check, 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 one, two, three, release these locks, you know, and you know, like even Evangelion 2, they did that, releasing the final safety locks, Evangelion Unit 1 is ready to launch, that kind of thing, I love all that, like, tech team, not tech team, but like, like military-esque tech team, like tactical mumbo jumbo and stuff. And it's just so cool seeing the teams of people swarming around Sevenger, seeing that it takes a whole group of people. And like, I'm not a collectivist, I'm very individualist, but I love the idea of people working in harmony together for, you know, a cause that they choose to, but not being, I guess my problem is people being forced to do things versus people uh, choosing to do things together and electing to do those things of their own volition. And I'm sure anybody who works for storage can leave at any time if they want to, although I'm sure for the pride of storage uh, and the protection of their fellow, you know, men and women, they wouldn't want to do that. But anyway, um, I, uh, I love all that stuff. I, I love how much it's revealed that like it takes all this work of all these people together to have this function. And I just, I really dig that. I, I love the ethos of, of cooperation and voluntary interaction and things like that. And I guess that's what that speaks to. And there's a, a heroism and a nobility in even like the actions and the work of simple people because uh, you know, the mechanics, the engineers, whatever, even like the maintenance guys or the guy who checks, you know, the servers or, you know, oil sevenger or whatever, like those people seem to have, it's actually a very, uh, like biblical <laughs> almost principle of like, you know, the many parts of the body. Um, and that's actually, well, anyway, um, that, you know, even though you may think you're insignificant or the things that you're doing are insignificant, uh, if we're all working in a, you know, uh, one body together for all in accordance if we're all in cooperation with each other the things that we do uh with each other and for each other uh you know towards this greater goal are all serving a great purpose and even the less glamorous things which people might say oh that's you know dumb who cares about that uh, it turns out those are extremely important and uh i really like the communication of that or not the communication of that necessarily because you'd have to think about it really in order to to come away with those things just from you know the scene here but seeing it in these different shows over time and, and then uh seeing it maybe in this show over time depending on how much they continue to show of the storage crew 
it'll put that across, it'll send that message subliminally, which I think is, is pretty groovy. Um, the, uh, the way that they determine that they're going to defeat Sevenger, which is by, um, I don't know what the tech girl's name is. Uh, <laughs> I need to figure that out. Anyway, I'll learn it in time, just like I'll learn the, uh, the Commander Senpai dude, um, his name. But anyway, she develops this little missile rocket thingy that they only have one of, and they only have one shot to get it right to uh, strike the kaiju in his horn, which they've determined is the source of his uh, invincibility cloaking. And uh, that's pretty groovy that they're going to do that. And uh, it's just, it adds stakes. You know, it artificially adds stakes to it, but it's all artificial anyway, so you may as well do that sort of thing. The only complaint I have really about it is that um, Yoko did fire it from, cause she was piloting Sevenger in the second half of the episode, which I like that they have the two of them so they can kind of split off. Um, and I was wondering when he pulled up the Z trigger, how's he going to transform and then turn into, to Z inside of, uh, of Sevenger and will Sevenger continue to be piloted on its, you know, things like that. Um, is that when, uh, Z was in trouble and Yoko launched this missile, this rocket thingy from Sevenger's face in the, the face grill that Sevenger has apparently has ordinances that can be launched from there, which is pretty cool. But, um, when she did that, I couldn't tell what it was. I thought it was just like a random gun, you know, like, uh, like G Gundam or, um, what's it called? La, da, 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 burning Gundam, God Gundam, whatever you want to call it. It has like guns, Vulcan cannons or whatever. It has guns on the side of its head and it can shoot them off at will. That's what it reminded me of. That's what it looked like. That's what it felt like. I didn't realize she was actually shooting that, uh, that particular ordinance that the uh, science girl made. So, um, which there was a cute moment of her being upset that this, uh, these other people had developed this, um, perpetual, semi-perpetual energy, uh, device. Cause she's like, Hey, I want to do that. I want that accomplishment. Uh, and that was, uh, that was fun. Um, you know, it could have been taken the wrong way, but I definitely took it in a, a positive way, which I think is how it was intended. Um, I don't know. Uh, speaking, circling back to the, uh, like the Evangelion-esque feel, we get a, a shot in the cockpit over Yoko's head and you get to see all the controls and switches and knobs and the screen that uh, Z shows up on, you know, in the cockpit of Sevenger. And I just, I love all that techie stuff. It's really, really cool. Um, the fight was super dynamic. Um, I don't remember if, I don't think the old Ultraman fights were slow and ponderous. No, they weren't really. I've only seen a couple of the classic Ultraman episodes, but the fights were never slow. Um... I love how athletic and how uh, Z's doing cartwheels and flipping out. He flipped over the back of the kaiju and stuff, and that's super cool. Uh, I absolutely love that. It's just, it's so dynamic and punchy, and it, it feels so great to watch. Um, and it's super entertaining. Oh, and then I love that Haruki went and he sparred with the senpai, and he got trounced again and again and again, and he just kept coming back, and he's like, please, please keep fighting me. Keep sparring me. I got to get better. And he does ultimately at the end. And it was weird. The moment where the senpai was leaned over and was like, Hey, you got to use, you know, your other senses. Don't just rely on your eyes. It almost seemed like there was an, a, something knowing there. Like he knew that he was Z, that he knew. Yeah. Like he knew that he was Z, although he fought him as Sevenger when he disappeared on him and stuff. So echoing back of him vanishing out of the room, out of the dojo, which was a little hokey, but okay. Overall, uh, kind of feels like that. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens with this guy, but I like him. I like the whole cast so far, all, all the storage crew, and uh, I'm looking forward to see mm, to seeing what other adventures they get into. So uh, that's pretty much it for now. I liked the episode a lot. You know, cool sci-fi techie stuff, some cool like 
moral or morale. No, not morale. Stupid. <laughs> it was a silly mistake. Like, cool little moral messages in the story. They're not beating you over the head with them. And great comedy that comes from the characters and who they are. And uh, I really dig that. So I'm looking forward to seeing more. And I, I like that it does tie into the, the absolute conspiracy uh, and the devil splinters that they mentioned in there. Although they mentioned them in the, they mentioned the devil splinters in there. But I thought that they didn't really talk about them. Grigio and Zero talked about them, but they weren't like a part of the absolute conspiracy onto itself. So maybe they're from the end of Ultra Fight Galaxy, New Generation Heroes that I never finished. Although I thought I did finish it, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember hearing about Devil Splinters anywhere but out of Grigio's mouth. And she called them evil printers in the dub, which is pretty funny. Um, but, uh... Yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. Go ahead and check out mgmooners.com slash gu for more of my stuff uh, relating to Ultraman. Uh, I've got, you know, the SSS.Gridman show. Uh, I also uh, covered in another version of Going Ultra the um, Netflix anime ad adaptation of Ultraman. And then, um, anyway, you can just search around for the in the podcast tab, search for the Going Ultra or Ultraman, whatever, and you should be able to find it pretty quickly. And this is Henshin Inspection Presents Going Ultra, but this is kind of like the, the rebirth of Ultraman. Just like there's, you know, Ultraman and then New Ultraman, or there was Kamen Rider, and then like Kamen Rider Skyrider was actually just called Aerodis Kamen Rider a little bit. Uh, it's kind of like that thing. So I'm taking inspiration from the tokusatsu shows that I enjoy so much. So anyway, uh, that's going to be all I have to say. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and get out of here and let you go. I thank you for your time and attention, folks. Um, Peace and blessings to you. And remember, you don't have to shout henshin to be a hero.